Oh yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on a new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with class. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on a new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. All right, so we're back on the second half, and uh, the second half of the second half. We're going to talk uh, some pretty deep topics now. So, um, Brandon, you grew up in the city, born and raised. Um, let's talk gentrification. Um, we can go all the way back to growing up in the Outer Mission, uh, which today looks completely different than it did back when you were there, went to Balboa. Um, how do you think gentrification has affected San Francisco? <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I'll look. I'd say I didn't really realize gentrification was messed up San Francisco until I think Ed Lee decided to try to entice the tech companies to come out. You know, he wanted to make us like more of a Silicon Valley. And um, to get them out there, I, I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to get big companies bringing in jobs, generating some um, revenue, getting these buildings rented out at a higher level, people buying homes, property taxes, everything, right? But what you did is you took away what made San Francisco great, which was the mom and pops, which was the cultural diversity, which was the neighborhood. Um, uh, you know, each neighborhood had its own vibe and feel. Um and everything in those neighborhoods kind of fit into place. And I feel like um, with the companies coming and the, and the transplants company coming, they obviously bring in a different culture, right? So, you know, I don't... I'm not going to say it's all bad, but it's, it's definitely now, as you look back, and what's happened after the pandemic, I don't know if, if any of that um, helped with what what's happened since the pandemic you know now we have empty buildings right you know? all those companies moving in the impact is post pandemic now they all move out and we were still reliant on those companies now what you're seeing like you're saying is boarded up buildings westfield malls closing i mean well it's, it's not just that it's that during that time when they came in people who lived in san francisco there was no focus on them right right so then they left right so they leave and then what happens is they go to other areas, they go to Concord, they go to Wanna Creek, they go to Sacramento, they go to uh, um, Austin, and they do what they would have done in San Francisco when they do it. And other cities are actually supporting them. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I'm not big on politics, and I don't want to sit here and be a, act like I know politics, but I know that when money comes in from property taxes, it gets spent somewhere. It's, it's, it's on the, the government, the city government, to decide what's important for the future of the city. And I felt like, you know, maybe at that time, the focus really shifted for what they thought was going to be the better, and it just didn't pan out that way. So, you know, I actually give props to someone like Gazi who are work for Empire because he's really, you know, San Francisco-focused. He spends his money in San Francisco, and he hires San Francisco, and he does what he should do as someone who's probably one of the most powerful people in San Francisco. Um, so... 
gentrification could be good, you know, but it's definitely for San Francisco. I mean, if we just look at where it is right now, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like what I understood was San Francisco. And I, and I think as I speak to people outside of San Francisco, their view of San Francisco is shit when it shouldn't be like that. My pride for the city is so big. Like, I hate when people just view it as something else, but you are what your brand is. Your brand is what people say it is. It's not what you want it to be, right? I think it's a trip to talk to um, you know younger people sometimes. And they're like, yeah, I'm a San Francisco native. And you ask them, well, how long have you been in San Francisco? And they're like, five years. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that classifies you as a native you yet. Hard. You don't have a card yet. I don't know who's saying. They can't be saying five years. That's, that's horrible. Uh, it's happening in conversations. And I get it for them because <clears throat> I think for some people who, who you know moved from like the Midwest, this, is, um, this was a dream for them. But at the same time, to, to your point earlier... You know, when you push out um, people who really are natives, who had some real connections to a place, then the value of that place diminishes. Because I used this the last time we, we spoke about this with uh, Phil Alapachi, but you think the Niners would have moved to Levi Stadium in Santa Clara if the people voting were still more than 50% natives versus people who, you know, were recent transplants? Nothing against them. That's That's just... The process of life. I don't know if that was a voting thing, though. I think that was the city not wanting to work with the with the nine. It's the same thing, though. It's the same thing. It's it's what does the city decide that the the money that's coming in, where should it go? Right. And I remember the, the chron- recently the Chronicle. You talked about Westfield Mall. Chronicle said, "What do you think should happen here?" And I put up a post, and a bunch of people liked it. I was like, or a, a comment. I just said it should be turn this into a mom and pops like place. So everything here is is native, and let's. Let's maybe the city helps pay for a year, two year, five year rent for each of these guys that have a chance to live here. And then culturally, this becomes the place where people want to go. So maybe there is a wing that's like the Mission District. There is a wing that's this and that. Then you also have businesses that these people own that are in the Mission District. You can actually go there and see it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a great idea, but what I'm saying is, is that there is no. we. Why are we we give money in San Francisco? They give money to homeless people for claiming San Francisco as their squatting city. Mm-hmm. I also heard they're giving money to transgenders uh, to claim San Francisco as a home, which is way more than they're giving people of homeless um, status. But why don't you give the third, fourth year generation San Franciscan who's been trying to work on um, being an entrepreneur or all these? these pop-ups and help them pay for their stuff and be successful because that's what we want right Right. that's what we want to see when we go to San Francisco that's what you want to see when you go to New York when I go to New York I want to see authentic New York but what's authentic San Francisco now like what is it I don't even know what it is now it's it's not necessarily there in the mission like I remember when this happened the mission got impacted pretty hard obviously when I was growing up the mission district was totally different right Maybe it wasn't as desirable for, for some people, but it was very authentic for what it was, right? The good, the bad, the ugly, the food, the, 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 the small markets, the restaurants, whatever. The crime was all there. And, like, I used to think about it, and they're like, well, you know, they're pushing us out, right? They're pushing us out, and they won't let us open the market, this and that. I think one of the things we did ourselves is the mom and pops kind of 
way of thinking of running a business. I understand that term, but eventually it should have been the kids helping mom and pops understand how to communicate with the younger people to stay mm-hmm. relevant, right? So mom and pops was never going to do Instagram. Mom and pops was never going to do any advertising. Mom and pops is never going to add this to the, the menu, right? That that was one thing you didn't listen. You didn't listen to your kids who are actually in in their, in the culture that's coming up who's going to be the people that are spending money. Right. So that's a problem. So now if I come in, right, I come from Miami and I bought these buildings, right? I'm from, from China and I bought these buildings in the mission and I'm looking for new, new tenants. They want to see mom and pop's business plan. They don't have one. They said, well, what are you talking about? Fucking from this neighborhood. Unfortunately, that's not good enough. So what we failed to do is teach mom and pop's or teach people how to be business people, right? In a way where, yes, I am from the neighborhood. Yes, this business is real. Yes, I do know my demographic. But no one taught me the business side to explain it to you. You're the landlord now. Yeah. And they're just yeah. business people. And they like, I have to pit from all these people who's going to come here. So mom and pops kind of dropped the ball there. Sure. And a lot of uh, kids, they got turned off because they're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to run it like my mom and dad. So I'm not going to do it. I have a, but we have a family bar. I didn't take it over. And we sold it two years ago. You know, we've had it since the 50s Here? on Hate Street. Or in the city? On oh, Hate Street, really? yeah. Which one? It's Mario's Trophy Room. It's still there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, someone else runs it now, but we own the whole building. So this, this is where my father grew up. It's two doors down from the, where Cha Cha Cha's was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we actually own, we actually had a, a Hawaiian restaurant where Cha Cha Cha's was before. And, um, but we also had the house two doors down and then when the business then we turned that into a bar and it was like a great it's still a great dive bar if you look it up but you know I didn't take it over and now I kind of look at it like damn shit kind of just took it over because I didn't know my uncle was going to just yeah, but, throw it up on the market but to your point when you're when you're a kid too you don't you don't want to be in the family like a lot of kids want to do I that. wasn't a kid I was doing nightclubs and everything and I think at that time I was trying to exit to keep my kind of relationship you know what I'm saying it's, it's hard being with it I was a nightclub promoter so you know, if I was going to take over this bar, it was just going to be a lot of the same shit. Right. So I had to make a choice. So I feel like it was a great choice for me. It was the best for like continuing my family legacy. Hmm. But same thing, like, so someone else takes it over, or if I'm a landlord, and like I said, getting back to what I was saying is, I have to pick from these people. You know, these people even have a business plan. Oh, you're not going to do any like you're not. They know business, and they're like, you're not going to live. So where are, the, where are the services? Like when we want to give money to homeless or to trans, you know, I have no, no problem with everyone being themselves in the city. But where's the money to like educate kids about learning about credit, you know, and finances? Where's the money about teaching uh, the small businesses about running, being a business owner and the challenges in the future? Where's, where's um, how are we going to just communicate what we need to be able to still be a part of the city and then just expect everyone to be able to just right. do it. Right. It's not It's not like that anymore. There's but you, you got to invest in the identity infrastructure of the city, right? Yeah. Which is what... Which wasn't that important, right? But it was more important saying, well, I need Twitter here, I need Facebook here, I need... But to, to be fair, though, tech is enticing, especially at the time, right? Because, you know, when we're talking about how mom and pops were, how we kind of failed to educate them, I think what really happened is they didn't receive community support because the community was kind of just like hit 
like a tidal wave by tech. It was like, you know, we got we to gotta do this, we got to do that. But no one really knew the ramifications of it. So when you think of it, you know, from both uh, an environmental and also political structure, a lot of people, leaders of the city, kind of hedged their bets on tech, thinking tourism would prop it up, not knowing that here we are in 2023, post-pandemic, you lost tech, but now you've also lost tourism revenue because exactly. the city is ugly as shit. It was very enticing. It was very enticing, I think. And um, the problem with tech was they're very good, smart people, right? So smart that we're not a regional business. We're not a small business. We're still enticing the people, the best people in the world to come work for us. So regardless that we can bring people here to spend money, we're not helping we're creating our own community. We're not helping the, not, not helping the existing community. The existing community. Right. And then they did. They did try to, like, I'm sure there was some city ordinance that they had to spend X amount and donate. And, right. You know, hey, like. It's, Which most tech, most tech to, companies do have, yeah. like, uh, charities. And, yeah. Not during that time, though. Not during, not during the transition from Gavin to Ed Lee time. We, we you know, that whole transition, that regime, I mean, they kind of just did away with what they needed to, to prop up, right? I mean, think about it. When, when we were looking at this, gentrification and homelessness, they, they go hand in hand for San Francisco specifically. Right. Because Brandon touched on it, the benefits that you provide. But also, it's not a mystery. You got rid of all the shelters and all the homes, all the halfway homes. You made room for condos. So, you know, now you have empty buildings, but then the homeless can't fill them. So there's that, Right. I don't think there was. Um, I mean, I don't want to keep saying his name, but that 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 move from when when Gavin left, and I think it actually happened during his time, and Ed Lee kind of took the brunt of it. But there just wasn't a focus on community outreach and build up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you even solve the problem now? You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't just bring in the mayor. You know, figureheads are just that. They're just the figurehead. There's someone else handling the puppet right so you know they get crucified regardless so i just don't understand city politics enough but i know that city of san francisco spends their money on different things that there must be a big game plan it's just i don't know what it is you know and i'm not going to lie and be like i sit there and you know read the city news or you know worry about that but you know you see it like they're gentrifying the schools. I mean, it's a lottery system, right? Because they're like, oh, there's too many Latins here, so we're going to send them here. There's too many blacks here, we're going to send them here. You know? My high school had four white people. Period. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know. If, but people are cool with them, you know? But I'm sure it was hard. But um, I guess that's a problem, you know? But like I said, neighborhoods had their <coughs> own feel at that time. Mm-hmm. So you can't just force like, well, we're just gonna, this is a melting pot in San Francisco. So every school is going to look like San Francisco. I mean, sometimes Hunter's Point feels like Hunter's Point and the mission feels like the mission and the outer mission feels like, you know, they all are different. We already know who we're going to see at every neighborhood we're talking about. Right. Every single neighborhood we know, you could draw a pit, you could look at mugshot or pro, but, <laughs> photos, not mugshots. Photos of people and be like, yeah, he would live there. He would live there. It's crazy, and that's how it should be. Yeah, should it be like that? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
are we profiling our neighborhoods? But, no, but, but I'm saying but that that's how we grew up. We knew. Yeah, it gave the neighborhoods yeah. identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there was there was a there was pride culture. in ownership culture culture right. And it was funny because I was I was with my girl. We were at Chinatown, and, and then we went there like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I was feeling them. And I was like, damn, this is a trip. Chinatown's sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chinatown's the one, it's the oldest Chinatown in the United States. And the reason why Chinatown works is because they... Can't change it. They <laughs> focus on community. So every dollar that comes in gets spent in the city. So the banks are Chinese. Mm-hmm. The, 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 barber, uh, the barber shop is probably Chinese. The market is Chinese. The, that's where they spend their money. So there was a Manila town in San Francisco. There was a Japan town in San Francisco. There's... You know, the mission, there's the Hunter's Point. Like, how were they able to create this economic system when others weren't? Is it because they went against what the city did? Is it because they had other powers that was able to, to do it? But why, why, like, why, like in Hunter's Point, the city's so involved in deciding what's going to be there? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in Chinatown, they just created this whole economic system how come Japantown is just really a mall you know my family's from Japantown you know originally my, my family came to Japantown before they got um, pushed out to the concentration camps in World War um, II so it's like you know that probably had something to do with Japantown folding because they took everyone out you know they sent them to Tanfran or wherever and then they pushed them out um, uh, you know in inland more but um you know, it's just strange how we need an economy to survive, but then people look down on other people's economy and try to control it. You know what I'm saying? Like poverty, economy, socialization, like all this stuff has a play in what what makes a community. Right. And people want to control that, right? For the better or the worst. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's for the better or the worst, but San Francisco definitely isn't what it what it was. You know, I mean, I think there's some good aspects to it, right? I mean, we can't deny where we were talking about this before in the outer mission, driving by, watching you know a group of white people playing pickup softball. That's that's cool to see. Like, you know, they, they feel safe enough to be there. Where was that at? Uh, oh, right <laughs> over there, right? That park that, that park by Cesar Chavez, you know, right under that uh, bridge. La Raza Park yeah. over there? Um, you never would have seen that. No way. Never. I still can't believe. You saw that? Well, all the parks are different now. Yeah. The parks are really good now. The parks were pretty seedy back in the days. Like, when we were growing up, there were dark... There's shit going on in there. They all had like a little hard playground, something you can get hurt on, some <laughs> tennis courts, and you, you know, know which you, ones to stay away from. Yeah. But I mean, they, were, they were all of them were bad, except yeah. maybe like maybe they put money in Golden Gate Park, right? But all the neighborhood type. But now all the like Cayuga Park, where I grew up near, shit's hella dope. Oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's it nice. Is, it, it's but so everyone's <laughs> nice. All of them are redone, so they're all lit up. You've been to Dolores Park? Yeah. yeah. You seen that new playground? Yeah. I the whole like half of the uh, I think I have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have been there. Yeah, yeah, yep. Not yeah. even, not even the playground. Just the fact that they cleaned up the grass. Well, and then, and then also, I feel like they cut down trees for every park that was kind of blocking what was happening in the park. Right, Crocker Amazon. Crocker Amazon. Yeah. Crocker Amazon was scary. It was. It was. <laughs> so different now. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing, and you know, I don't know what that that is. That safety is that like appearance? Are we? 
giving a haircut to the city so these people who are moving there will move in those neighborhoods. Well, again, who are we improving the parks for, right? Yeah. Is it I would like people to that think, have moved in? That's what I think it was. Right. I would like to think they're trying to better their... And that's what I'm saying. Like, are we focusing on... So even now, what do you do? You can't entice the people to come back, but you can't entice the people... If, if you think the mom-and-pop stores or the, the entrepreneurs made San Francisco great, then there should be money thrown back. I bet you right now, any of us can go to the city of San Francisco and decide to open up businesses. And because of our minorities and we were raised there, they're going to help us. I bet you they'll give us, they'll pay five years of our rent. I bet you you can work something out. Because I know people doing it. You know, there's there's ways around it. There's, there's some kind of fund or there's someone that you know or something and they're going to help it hap- make it happen. You know what I'm saying? But do we want to right now? So they're not communicating to us that we can do that, but I'm just pretty sure that if you know the right people and you have a good business plan and you know what the fuck you're doing and you have a history there, pretty sure that someone's going to make that shit happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's an option, but is there enough people doing that and does the city want that? I don't even know if the city wants I don't know. I have no idea what the city wants. But then that's just... That's like 50% of it. 50, the other 50% is enticing them to go and live there again, which is, Tough. to me, the harder challenge. That what's, what's the average? 1.4 million? 1.5. Yeah, to live there? I mean, once and you've and made If you can make 1.5, even though I can make the 1.5, right, do I want to live there? Because if I don't have any disposable income, see, this is what's different, right? When my parents bought the house, and um, the house where I grew up in 1977, they bought for $75,000, right? And it's one, yeah, it's one point, whatever, right now. I don't know. We're not selling. So <laughs> we still own it, but my mom still lives there. But 70, so if you really trip, that was two people's income that they make in one year. Yep. Yeah. Right? So now let's say you make 150 and your wife takes 150. Say you make 200, right? You're still not buying a house for 400,000. Still not enough. So if it was 400,000, we could do it. But now, really, one million ain't buying you shit because nope. you could go up north to two hours and for a million get something really nice. But I get it. And it's hard to tell people who live in San Francisco that, hey, I'm not telling people sell their house. I'm saying you have something great there. But the cost of living here is so damn expensive. I have a son who lives in San Francisco who's... 21, 22, and he's feeling it, right? And I'm like, son, you know, we got to pivot then. You know what I'm saying? It's not about being and living in San Francisco. It's about winning the ultimate, you know, knowing the goal and winning that, right? So I, I think people in the city just don't understand what's out there. But everyone I know who left the city, they all did pretty good. Yeah. Whether they went to New York or L.A. or State or just in the Bay Area somewhere else. But you learn a lot in the city that makes you pretty independent that you can take that anywhere and be... Because people don't know about being independent other other states. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't know it. Hey, you open a barbershop, what are you talking about? Like, how? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you guys are saying, how'd you... That's crazy what you did, but you did it yourself. You've done it yourself. You all did it in your own special way, right? You've done it in either working for someone or you've always... Everyone carves their hole. And I bet you... You don't meet a lot of native San Franciscans, but when you do, they all have a similar story. Mm-hmm. Very true. So we're gentrifying other neighborhoods, right? We're coming in ourselves to other neighborhoods now, and then they're seeing people from the Bay go there. 
and I don't, you know, maybe they don't like it. <laughs> you know, we're transplants now. Yeah, but we don't claim their place. We'll never yeah. be like, oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah, I like my house bought for San Francisco. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You never. People have so much pride in the Bay, like not just San Francisco, but the Bay in general. Yeah. And then when you're somewhere, LA, you can be LA, Atlanta, fucking Texas, at New York, you can be somewhere. Bay. Hey, what's up? You have your own little things, like oh shit. Yeah. But you know, you know, it's funny though, because I talk about this with um, my oldest son all the time. And he still, he doesn't live in San Francisco. He actually lives in San Bruno. But he just wanted to stay closer to the city. And um, I'm like, why? You know, why do you want to pay that high-ass rent to be there in your one-bedroom, whatever? He's like, it's just, it's convenient. It's there. You know, and he'll say stuff. Plus, you know, I'm close to the water. I'm like, what water? (laughs) You you ain't never going into it. But then I realized he's chasing something um which is partly uh my fault mine and my wife like we talk so much about our era you know what i mean we talk so much about how we grew up about what it meant to us so if you really think about it for these younger people it might be the same for for your son they're chasing our experience more so than the city well yeah it's like the same for me right i i live there i refuse to leave because to your point it's it's what i know like i still go to Sub center once a week. Yes. And I go to El Farolito. I'll drive all the way out there, right? When I can just go to Chipotle at Westlake. Don't go to Chipotle. Don't I won't. I won't. Don't I refuse do to go to Chipotle. I hate that place, right? So I'll go all the way to, to Onondaga yeah. and get a burrito, right? And so it's like, but yeah, it's crazy because I just came back from Phoenix. We rented a house there. Humongous house. Four bedrooms. Pool. The house is like 400 grand. Yeah. You're like, damn, let's just buy a house out here real quick. I could sell my house and buy two of those, yeah, yeah. right, in Phoenix. But, yeah, I want to be close to the water. <laughs> so, yeah, I refuse Food's to... Food's another thing. Like, people get really... A part of that culture is everything you do, right? It's what you live, breathe, and eat, right? When you eat, I always... I heard you guys had a show, and you guys were talking, I think, Phil or someone about, like, the different food spots. Yeah, and I think someone said Little Lucas, and then I was right. like, oh, man, I can't do it. Right? I, I just, he likes Lucas. I, I like Lucas. Subcenter. Yeah, I love Subcenter, but Lucas. but it's not that. It's not that they're good. One's good or bad. Yeah. It's just what did you grow up right. on, and what is remind you of those good those right. times, right? right? Exactly. Like if the if you had a lot of bad times with the 49ers, you might not still be a 49er fan, right? You know, right. I can't say that because I'm a Giants fan, and it was like we had years and you know, never winning, you know, anything right. till right. 2010. Yeah. So, um, but but food especially makes you remember something. You went there with your parents, or you you would go there, you know, jump off the Muni and go to yep. Sub Center or whatever. But Little Lucas, because I didn't grow up there, that's not my thing. Yeah. I can't go to that Chinese restaurant in South City too. That people like where the lollipop chicken is the. Uh, Damn, there's some Chinese food spot. On El Camino? Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Whatever. Like, they, a lot of people <laughs> from there, they swear by that stuff. Yeah. They used to have offices out there. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm not going there. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going to Little Luca's. I'm not, I mean, I'd go there, but I'm like, yeah. How about Superstar? And the, the, was that Top of the Hill? No, no we're right, right on Mission. We're right on, on Mission. Right on Mission. Near, Safeway. Safeway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go. We, but we, see, we, you guys, that's like some Filipino thing. Yeah. Greasy ass pork chops. Greasy ass pork chops. Hong Kong. Extra crispy. Nah, that's good. That, that was good. Dollar twenty five. You couldn't beat that <laughs> yeah. back then. Yeah. 
and the man, price was, there was so cheap much. places around there around Bao but um dollar yeah, Chinese I mean, food dollar Chinese food yeah, yep. yeah. There's a uh, fried rice and whatever right up on uh, on close Ocean. to Persia. 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 Yeah, right there on Persia. Yep. Yeah. So but food you know, is one of those things. Like yeah. people, like you can't ask them. Like I heard you guys talking about like, El Farlito or um, Guadalajara. Or the, the Guadalajara. Yeah. <laughs> they're both they're both good. <laughs> but I just would go. I mean, I went to both, but El Farlito is my shit. Right. Me too. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I still go there. You know. Yep. El Farolito, let's just keep it real. It was a shit for most of us because it was open until like 5 Four, in the morning. Yeah. 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 And he served us beers at 18. Yeah. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to butt yeah. you up. They don't do that. <laughs> I meant sprites. <laughs> apple yeah. juice. It was apple juice. <laughs> but you know what is a trip? Because um, I completely agree with you about the stuff you do and why that's important. Eating, that's a, that's a big important part of the san francisco culture but man i I gotta talk about like going downtown and and over there like on polk street we went to that thai restaurant i forget the name of it but um while the food was really good inside having to like walk over 30 yeah homeless people yeah like it's just it's bad right now man that was tough that is tough that really sucks. Yeah, the homeless situation is not good, and I don't even I don't have politics. Once again, I don't know what it is and how some cities don't have as big of a problem. And why San Francisco does? Is it because? And do we really pay homeless, uh, you know, like a salary? And is it because the city gets more funding by the state or the government, the federal, because we have um, drug? Um, clinics or some kind of uh you know something that helps them and so does that bring in funds or i don't i don't know yeah i don't know what it is but there obviously isn't an easy answer for that right but i do know during the pandemic there weren't as many homeless people outside so they're putting them inside some putting them in right? hotels which I've heard now the state's paying the hotel bills to fix the hotels so i heard they were putting in the hotels they're putting in like um moscone we're putting them in different places. So, but I feel like all these are band aids. So, what's the yeah. big? What is it? You know. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the housing projects, right? They kind of said, okay, we're gonna with the projects, we're gonna, um, you know, we're gonna fix them up. And then what they were doing is saying, hey, now you have to have a minimum salary. You know, the household has to have a minimum salary. And then it seemed like they were pushing people out farther, like Treasure Island. And then all of a sudden there was like some kind of communication from other cities who was building like, uh, you know, lower housing like Antioch and stuff. And that got the people and a lot of people moved over. So is that like all premeditated? Like, how does that happen? Like, is that something our city works with another city and be like, you guys go get the funding. We're going to sell it. You know, I don't know what it is. But wasn't there, a, isn't there a better way, you know what I'm saying, to work with our natives? And like, like, is it always the the way is to get rid of the unsavory instead of building them up and making them, mm-hmm. you know? That's the million dollar question right there. Though, yeah. That no one, not just they don't want to answer, but they don't want to invest in. I just, I, I'm not going to pretend I know the permanent solution. I just know they have to look for a permanent solution because the the pacifying, you know, dealing. 
like there's this one dude uh, I actually follow on Instagram, and he's always trying to spot um, all the nonprofits that go out there and quote unquote help the homeless, but then they're just passing out drug paraphernalia to make it safer to to do drugs. I mean, I'm not, you know, a genius, but that just seems like that's going to encourage them to do more drugs, especially if you're giving them what they need to do it. Yeah, they're. Um, so that's not a that's not a solution. So. And the word gets out, and they all come like, "Hey, right? Look, they're hella supporting us." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the weather's great, right? I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's consistent. 60, 70 degrees yeah. year round. You, if you have to sleep outside, you're going to sleep outside. And they're going to let us sleep outside. It's another yeah. thing. You're going to let me sleep outside, and there's a lot of empty buildings with stoops, like with huge open areas, and there's a lot of like, it's just crazy, right? Yeah, so that so going back to that experience when we went to that restaurant, and I gotta say it was like the first King time. King of Thai noodle or something? Or it no, it was um, like it was right on Poke, that restaurant everyone goes to now. We went there for brunch. Yeah, not farmhouse. Not farmhouse. The other one. The, um, there's only two of them that people go into right now. But um, it just it was the first time I actually felt like. Yeah, my heart isn't here right now. Like this is breaking everything I know about the city, and um, it's just—it was a lot of disappointment just in the leaders of the city to let it get to that point. I—I I, I mean, I was just even with parking, right? There was parking open right at the corner, yeah, and I cut a park there. Tent in the way? No, it, there wasn't a tent, but I mean, like the way to describe the homeless. Outlook there, how it looked for me, yeah, how I I'm perceived not it. Parking right here, dude. It was it was like the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. right oh, by the federal building, too, by the um, federal building. So it was just it was it was hard because I'm like, do I leave the car? And my son, my older son met us there, and I was like, bro, I parked three blocks down. Let's go park your car over there and was Uber back. Like, who the fuck wants to do that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's the shit you have to do now. That shit is crazy. So what's a trip? Is I remember driving around like high school down. Tenderloin, there was just all hookers. Yep. Right? So I don't know. I don't drive around Tenderloin at night. Is it still hookers? No. So they solved that problem, but they did something there. But, you know, so it's like, they're like, yo, the Tenderloin's the loin of the city, so we'll push whatever bat, you know, hookers and pimps, you know, drug dealers, right? Like open drug dealing. And then now it's homeless and. You know, it's just all this. It's like, how does the city operate? I don't know. It's it's just crazy. You know, like I'm not gonna waste my time really, like trying to be a um, evangelist for this for it. But but I, I I wish I wish, like I said, just with sports, our kids would understand how great it was growing up. And maybe it wasn't that great. <laughs> Maybe it just wasn't that great, to be honest with you. Like, when you're young, everything's great. Yeah. We had freedom. Like, it wasn't great in, compared to maybe being in... Maybe Concord was better. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Orange... What is it called in, in L.A. area? You know what County. I'm saying? <laughs> Orange County was better. You know what I'm saying? Maybe those areas were better. There are diff- definitely different experiences than we had. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but what I am thankful about is meeting other cultures and, like, really assimilating with them. And, like, you know, just... It was it was it was cool. It's such a small city with a lot of people. Right. 
it's a trip how you always know someone from like even at this age you can meet someone new but they know someone you knew right yeah you know six degrees of separation exactly or less well yeah i think less i think we all have like our independent pride in the city for what it's worth our own different experiences um but i think we can all agree it just needs help you know we're not going to solve it right now but you know we've definitely i'm going to say this for like the people who are really vested in san francisco the people that live there right now just I don't know what it takes, but do your part. Attend your meetings. Go to your council people. Just make a point to make sure they address your needs because this can't be it. Like that—that's one hundred percent one thing I know. This can't be it. But I'm sure in San Francisco, definitely people are vocal. They're definitely vocal, and it hasn't solved the problem yet. Do people in this? Do when you grew up, did you hear the word Frisco? This is a whole different. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> don't call it San Fran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's so funny when I when I first did I did a shirt back in, in 2010 when the Giants won and it said Frisco's first, and we we're like out there joking them at the um, over at the uh, Civic Center. People, some people are getting mad. Like, we don't say Frisco and this and that. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. So that's funny you say that because there's like this. It all ties back to the gentrification, but it's funny. There's people out there that say don't call it Frisco. Yeah. And well, it's from that, is that from the hurricane? Um, well, but it's funny. It's people that aren't from here. No, I think it is. I think it's an economic thing. I definitely think it is. Because when um, we were our age, we're all similar age, we did call it Frisco. We did, but it's an economic thing. So people of more higher stature would never say that. And from what I understood, because I had to look deeper in this when I made that shirt, and I'm getting you know, yelled back from people, right? And um, even though like I heard it and growing up around my neighborhood and stuff, I don't know if I heard my parents say Frisco. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they wouldn't say it, but I don't know if they care. But some people are adamant about it. But I think it's an economic, uh, economical structure that allowed them not to. And for what I understand is the reason why they didn't say Frisco is they didn't want, they saw it as people from outsiders, transplants, coming here and making a nickname hmm. for our city. So the outsiders might have made that name. But it culturally, with the natives, it resonated, and I think for us, because of hip-hop. Right. Obviously, right. the rappers, right. the, the local rap, the one, you know, if people don't know this, you know, rap, the rap culture in San Francisco and the Bay Area was huge and probably the number two market in hip-hop in general right after probably New York. It was probably New York, San Francisco, L.A., and then maybe Chicago. Right. You know, now San Francisco's not that, that, probably not the top five anymore. It's probably Atlanta and other, you know. Detroit and other places now, but yeah, I think. Um, but I always wonder if people say Frisco because when I do that and I do a lot of clothes with the word Frisco, and not by I kind of pigeonhole myself because like I did this Frisco stuff and now it's like everyone I feel like that's all they want to buy from me. And I'm trying to get away from that. So when you're talking about what's my second half, I kind of want to go towards like building out Mojo and being a more higher end line. Um, I can still do the first. I'm not going to alienate the people, a lot of followers I have and people that are kind of learning who I am right now. But, um, and I love, you know, Frisco and it's like doing Sucker Free. Like I remember when we did Sucker Free, I didn't think that was a great name. I remember when Mike did Savs, I was like, damn, it's going to be a name. Like it's kind of, you know, uh, but it is what it is. And people take to, they take to. And it's whether you keep going or, or you stop. And I'm doing this Frisco thing, but. Um, Will you make a yeah. shirt that says, Call it Frisco? 
my boy did um, oh. Made in the City <laughs> Made in the City did a shirt that says no we do call it Frisco or we do say Frisco oh man I didn't know that shirt yeah, yeah, he's, I need he, one of those yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he has a shop Made in the City it's near it's up there in the outer mission it's up near uh, top of the hill and um uh, yeah, so he does some good things too, and a lot of other brands that are really rooted in the city. They they do Frisco stuff. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't make up the word. It was just something <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. in our vocab. Yep. And it's like you, there's a few words you can use to describe the city, so you use it. Yeah. But I just wondered like what people's opinion is on that. And you know, San Fran. The funny thing is, people. Some people in the mission say San Fran. Oh man, that they was, say that. that San Fran. I'm saying like some of the OG lowrider dudes. They say San Fran. Like the Latins, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, so who am I to tell you? Usually, when I have a debate or something with someone, I'm like, we're both right. Right. But I'm just telling you my point of view. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't fucking. Who am I to tell you you're wrong? Right. To me, it's. Uh, I always ask them how long they've been there. Because you got to yeah. earn the right to call it whatever you want to call it, but you got to be there. For but it's funny, like some of these transplants. Like I did Carnival and I had a booth. And then so, you know, there's real Frisco people there and then there's transplants, but they like, this is sick. Like, I love it. Like, okay, that's what's up. And I'm like, I want them to buy it. Yeah. I want them to follow me. I want them to like get in, get in there. At least they know they're coming from someone who's genuine. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, whenever you go to a city and they have their little thing cracking, you can kind of see who's genuine. Like, oh, that's like what's popping over there in Dallas, Texas or you know, Miami, Florida, or wherever, the Bronx. And you could see, like, ugh. I took something back home that was, like, some real stuff from the Bronx or something, you know, from yeah. New York. That's that's kind of cool. So I want to have items like that, too, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, we reached the end of this, man. Again, Brandon, thank you for uh, staying with us to discuss such a robust and sensitive topic transportation, homelessness, dig ups to you. Um, you know, we'll be pushing uh, support for Mojo Labs and everything you do in the future, man. And again, thank you for blessing us with so much knowledge today. No problem. I appreciate your time and uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, man. Yeah. Right on. Yep. Thank you. Right on. Appreciate Thanks it. SF to the town, dad pods, now we just running our mouths, barbershop talk, rocking the spot, got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot, lifelong bond has the convos flow, time just goes, constant growth, straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs, listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.